Welcome to Sports Scouts. I'm Joey Goodsir. Michael Rope. And we're recording this, our seventh episode on Thursday, April 11th, 2019. Uh, we're going to talk NBA retirements, the Lakers, some NHL, the Masters, and more. But first, Michael, as always, will give you some scout scores. Yeah, so the weather already is making a huge impact um, to, our, to our spring already. 60 degrees on Monday and Tuesday, and then it was snowing yesterday, so... Definitely be alert. It's been a crazy be alert. Yeah, it's been crazy. Total ups and downs. Yeah, so be alert for updates on how um, the outdoor spring sports are being affected, regardless of still a lot of LFHS sports action to be played. Um, so boys baseball lost Lake Zurich 9-8 on Tuesday. The scouts were going to play Highland Park yesterday, but because of the weather, that game has been put, pushed back to the 17th of April. And up, up next, they play against Warren at West Campus on Monday. Girls soccer was going to play Highland Park as well yesterday, and of course because of the weather they did not, and they played Glenbrook South this afternoon, and boys lacrosse beat Grays Lake North 14-9. Once again, though, another team affected by the, yesterday's weather, they'll move the, that game against Mundelein to next Thursday and have a game against Glenbrook North tomorrow. And girls lacrosse played Glenbrook South yesterday. They were another, t- another team uh, with a game yesterday that did not happen. At Mundelein, it, it will be completely canceled, though. They play tonight against St. Ignatius at home. And to the water, the boys' water polo played again, played Mundelein at home, and the boys were at Mundelein on Tuesday night. Both teams have had their ma- had their matchup with Stevenson coming up tonight, with the girls hitting the road and the boys staying here at LFHS. Boys' volleyball played at Lake Zurich last night and will be playing at Lakes tomorrow. Boys' track and field was in Waukegan on Monday and have a big invite coming up Saturday at Vern Hills and Girls track and field was up against Mundelein Monday and will also be in Vernon Hills this upcoming Saturday. And boys tennis played Mundelein Tuesday and will be at Stevenson Saturday. And finally, um, girls badminton played at Maine West Monday, canceled yesterday, and will play Warren this afternoon. Uh, but also we have one more, eSports. I forgot, almost forgot about it. But <laughs> last but not least, uh, eSports. Some um, big updates out of yeah, eSports. They entered the IHSEA League of Legends playoffs with their first matchup against Barrington last night and will be moving on to the next round following a sweep on the best of three series. I kind of want to learn more about the esports. I don't really know yeah, too much for about sure. it, I mean, it kind of cool. I mean, I was just looking through, you know, sports updates, obviously pulling things together, and um, I haven't taken a look at their Twitter page in a while. But, um, yeah, they, they they are in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they they seemed, I mean, at least from what I saw, they beat, they beat Barrington, uh, Barrington last night um, in the best of three series. That's, I think, the format. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're, they do – they do the uh, um, they do the tournament play in the uh, lab, um, but you can also watch on Twitch. I think they stream oh, on wow. Twitch. So, like like any gamer you want to watch, they're on Twitch. So that's that's kind of fun. So thanks, Michael. That was some scout scores. And if you want more on the latest in LFHS sports, uh, check out the latest articles on the Forest Scout. Um, there's girls soccer and boys volleyball recaps. There's also the newest episode of Shaw's new podcast, The Dugout, the official varsity baseball podcast. Uh, Will Davis was on it for the first episode. That's an exciting one that we've been working on as kind of Bear Down Weekly is not in its full you know, motion yet, obviously. But once the draft will come, it'll probably come back for a little bit. But, yeah, all of that on theforescout.com. If you didn't hear the sport you wanted to hear or we screwed up somehow, make sure to send in the scores and informative news to sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com. So Michael can give it a shout out. Sportscoutspodcast at gmail.com. We're definitely looking for scores, so make sure you send them in. Let's move on to national sports with, as always, show me what you've got. Okay, so for my show me what you've got, um, I'm just going to 
bring this up right away. As I said at the top of the show, super, super excited about it. Uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, they're here. They started last night. Um, I'm super excited about it. Um, Shaw and I wrote a preview that is actually um, up on the Forest Scout. It, it went up uh, yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday, so it was a Wednesday night release right before uh, the puck dropped in the first uh, group of games. But I'm, I'm just pointing out um, that, that they've started because it's definitely something that people should go ahead and watch because it's some seriously exciting playoff action. And we're probably going to get in deeper, deeper conversation in the upcoming weeks when we kind of dedicate you know full segments to a full segment to it uh we're not really doing that on the show but you know it definitely should be addressed because um even though the division system is kind of weird this year and i think we've probably talked about that when we talked about hockey earlier um you know it's it's actually uh really really cool to see uh the matchups we're getting here and the fact that i i I mean basically any team could win the stanley cup this year which is kind of fun so yeah so basically if you look at um the schedule uh there was uh dallas uh nashville last night uh which uh dallas won uh which is exciting that's that's you know underdog winning there um st louis beat winnipeg um in winnipeg of course um in the whiteout which was kind of fun uh so the blues lead that series one nothing um and the sharks beat the golden knights to cap off the night uh one nothing but also don't forget um, probably the most exciting thing, the New York Islanders uh, beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in overtime. Uh, so they lead that series uh, one nothing. And then let's not, mention, let's not forget mentioning, too, that um, the uh, no- overall um, number one team in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning, lost their game one against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets um, last night. So there's, those are the four uh, game ones that took place last night. And uh, tonight, Thursday night, the real things to look forward to are uh, the other four matchups, uh, of course. You got, um, just going down the bracket here, Flames, Avalanche. You have uh, Bruins, Maple Leafs, which is probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most. Although, then again, there's Capitals, Hurricanes, which we've talked about the Hurricanes before. That's always fun. Um, yeah, and I think that's everybody. But, um, yeah, so it's 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 an, exciting, time, yeah. it's an exciting playoff season. And we're we're going to get into it more in future episodes, not as much this week but it's definitely worth mentioning because there's going to be some pretty some better postseason action that i think we may even deserve yeah. this year so especially that's yeah, cool. with blackhawks fans too missing out on on the playoffs of um for, for this year after starting off so bad like the hawks right, did yeah, and then yeah. turning it around uh mid-season to still missing the playoffs i mean getting that third pick too kind of help kind of helps uh ease, ease kinda, the pain it kind of helps ease the pain and yeah. i mean you know so coming from a guy who has experienced playoff for playoff uh, playing with my favorite teams for the majority of my life, mm-hmm. you know, when either the Hawks or the Red Wings were good at one at, you know, yeah. at one point all the way up until like two years ago. And then that was the first year where, um, well, the year before that, the Red Wings lost their streak. The Hawks made the playoffs. They got swept by the by the Preds. Right. Um, some of us probably remember that. It was not fun. But then after that was the first year. Uh, where they both didn't make the playoffs, and then this year is the second year. And I got to say, I mean, it's a real testament to the Stanley Cup playoffs because they're quite enjoyable to watch, even though so um, different feel. Even but th- even though in our favorite teams aren't in there, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm a person who can barely watch sports if I don't have like a uh, you know team to root for a I guess, team to like, root for. Yeah, yeah I, I have to have a rooting interest. I have to you know just, there has to be like an assumed side I want to take. 
and um that's what really gets me engaged in sports and you know gives me all the joy that i get out of watching sports so when i don't have that as much um it's harder to get into it but i mean i think the stanley cup playoffs has done has done that has done that for me better than any other other you know sporting event in which i don't have a rooting interest in so definitely take a look at those um you know those those will be going on you know through the rest of april into may into june even you know basically you know team will be will win the stanley cup just after we'll get out of school so i mean you know there'll be a lot of action of course but definitely take a look at that so yeah. uh michael what's your uh show me what you got at the top of here yeah so i know you and john talked about the masters the other day yeah for but sure. i just want to say i guess on now on the podcast that the masters starts today everyone and it's definitely one of the I mean, Jim Nance, I was, we were talking about this earlier. We were but, talking about this earlier, and it's awesome. But Jim yeah. Nance is probably the best job in all of sports, going from the Super Bowl in February to the whole m- month of March for March Madness and then heading right down to Augusta for the Masters. Like, that would be the dream just to have Yeah, I mean, this, this, is, this is our national championship recap episode. We're going we're gonna to get yeah, into the national yeah. championship real quick. And Jim Nance is already getting ready to go down the Masters. I mean, from Monday, the national championship to now Of this. course, <laughs> like, yeah, Scott Van Pelt and ESPN have the coverage on – you know, the weekdays on Thursday and Friday as usual. But, I mean, on Saturday, there he is. I yeah, mean, it's geez. crazy. It's crazy what he's done. And, you know, we obviously um, admire him as, you know, younger uh, members of sports media, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's cool to see. Um, we talked about this, too. I mean, we're excited to see what um, young broadcasting talent brings. I mean, obviously, we saw a little bit of a wave of it with guys like Tony Romo in the NFL season this year. But, I mean, you know, you got to admire Jim Nance for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah. The an example Masters of, are, I guess, for a lot of these young broadcasters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the Masters are going to be super exciting this year. But also, I think something that I think I saw that on Sunday, it's supposed to be pretty dry this whole week, but I think Sunday there's like a 60% chance of rain. And, yeah. Um, and pretty windy. 25-mile-an-hour wind, I believe. So yeah, and that definitely could Terosi play a factor. And, and I talked about that in the interview segment, which, you know, you guys will hear soon. You know, that. The, the scores in the Masters tend to go lower and lower over time. I mean, you know, there's there's the chills and nerves when it comes to playing at such a such a such a crazy traditional um, place to golf. But at the same time, you know, everybody has their experience at Augusta National and they 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 gain their knowledge of it. And so if things work out, the scores can drop really low. But the weather, I mean, yeah. the weather's going to have a huge factor here. So the scores are going to be a lot. I think probably. A little bit inflated yeah and it's gonna well not or i mean i guess you, de- deflated the, yeah, yeah um, I know you, you know but like higher scores i guess yeah um so yeah i mean it, it'll be interesting to see and especially with it on sunday that's that's an experience yeah, that we don't usually have yeah usually it's usually sunday always seems to shape up to be quite a nice day for the masters Just but perfect it's always yeah. but yeah i mean i guess it, it's, things can still change it's still thursday but Definitely, yeah. It's just either whatever the weather is, it's still the Masters, and it's right. just a joy it's, to watch. It's still amazing, and you know, we're sitting here having rain and stuff yeah, so all we're week, kind, and we're, 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 lo- we're looking there, and we're like, you know, <laughs> that's coming. So. Just to see some just sunshine, to, just to see today. some yeah. spring that's <laughs> on the way up toward us. That's it's great. So yeah, yeah. Uh, je- definitely check out the Masters. They start today. Um, you know, the coverage is. Um, you know, people are split about the feelings about the coverage. I love it. Lots of people hate it, but. Um, it's it's somewhat limited, so it's probably gonna start online pretty soon here. I think um, it starts on ESPN like around two, but it starts like ESPN in the afternoon. I think so the first that. tee times around like nine, I believe. So def- right, yeah. so you know they're they're gonna get going Once pretty the soon. Guys get we're, going. we're just out here in the early morning, so yeah, you know, definitely take a look at that because it's it's just it's one of my favorite you know sports um, traditions every single year to just lay back and watch some golf. I mean, I'm, I have a busy week this week, which sucks because yeah. I really want to be able to do that, but I mean. 
hey, I mean, it's it's still here for us, so that's awesome. Um, okay, so that is Show Me What You've Got, and now let's move on to news. Okay, so for the first uh, piece of news today, um, I guess we really have to address the NBA now since, you know, hockey's already been addressed. Uh, but, of course, what do you expect? Uh, the second they left the headlines, the Los Angeles Lakers are back in them. So Magic Johnson, um, the president of basketball operations and probably quite easily the all-time face of the franchise, stepped down. He did so in public to avoid confrontation with Jeannie Buss, the owner. And Johnson simply gave the rationale that his employment was limiting and he wanted to just have more fun and be able to do things that his job really didn't let him do. And, you know, there, there are other house cleaning kind of moves that are taking place in L.A. right now that beg some serious questions. So, Michael, how big and how deep does all this dramas with the Lakers yeah. get? Yeah, so I think Johnson definitely, I think he's getting paid like $10 million annual salary f- for his job there in, in L.A. But I think, yeah, definitely he really hasn't done, I think, what Lakers fans have expected. I mean, I don't really think, I don't really know what to expect from Magic Johnson being a former player, like not having yeah, that for kind sure. of kind of background I guess to make uh, actual basketball decisions and not just being on the court but I think yeah definitely that's been a d- disaster I think for him ever since he's been there um, with the Lakers and I just think I don't know I'm just kind of I mean I guess he still has the Dodgers being being a, uh, an owner there yeah um, for sure. so he definitely has th- that team in LA he's still very invested and that team's been very successful there but on the basketball side of things that, that just not has worked that has not worked out for him but I think this honestly is a is a good move for the Lakers. Just I think the more of a fresh start they can get themselves next year, I think the better off they'll be. Yeah, to be I, I agree but with that. I mean, you know, this is this is really surprising. On one hand, on the other hand, I mean, if you're Magic Johnson, you know, at the place you are in your life, I mean, it, it probably kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. I think you know the Lakers got to have a fresh start. They still have you know Lake Forest High School alum GM <laughs> Rob Palenka. Um, yeah, he's staying, so yeah, so he's staying, so you know he's got to do some uh, rebuilding there. Yeah. But you know, w- w- I think I think for them they're gonna have to. Um, I mean, it does it, run deep though. Yeah, I mean it, it runs it runs very deep. So that's why I mean they they gotta they gotta you know make sure they're uh, coherent with LeBron right now, um, and then they gotta make sure you know they they I think that they gotta they gotta look out for um, you know making as big of a change as big changes uh, you know during the off season and making kind of as many calls as they can make. Yeah. Cause and Luke know, Walton too definitely will be a topic of conversation as yeah, if, for sure. if he'll stay or not. And I think I saw another thing I saw was magic. He could have let go. He, he could have let Luke go before, of course, before he got let go magic himself, but he decided not to let Luke Walton leave yeah. or, uh, to fire him, I guess. So I guess that I have respect, I guess for magic just for just walking away not causing any any more of a stir, I guess, in the Lakers organization, and I just can yeah, I just think being like you said, where he at, where he's at in his life, I guess, still being with the Dodgers, I guess, having an ownership stake there, a big ownership stake there, and yeah, I just think I just think it's the best for him just to walk away and just leave his legacy in uh, with the Lakers where it was, I guess, more on the court than than off the court, being the management. But I think yeah, the Lakers definitely do have some serious problems that they, that they need to uh, address and fine tune, like. Very soon, so they yeah. I mean, you know, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, you're de- you're dealing with the characters of LeBron James and the entire Ball family. <laughs> like, I, the, I yeah, you, it's, it's it's kind of. Ins- I mean, expected. I, I think that that might be the underlying reason why Magic's gone now. I mean, I'm just saying, 
and you know that I'm not alone in saying that for sure. I mean, if you just open Twitter, but I mean, you know, it's it's definitely something crazy. And even though it kind of makes sense, there's no way you you could expect something like this out of Magic Johnson. Yeah. So it's it's big news for sure. You know, but once again, I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers are back in the headlines yeah, once again. Once we were playoffs. finally, once we were finally getting to playoff action, of course they have to butt in. Um, and you know, LeBron even butted into this next headline here, so uh, we'll get right to it. Yeah. So it's been an emotional week for professional basketball, as both the Mavericks um, star and fadeaway legend Dirk Nowitzki, as as well as one of the greatest shooting guards of all time. Uh, Dwayne Wade ended their careers. It was fun to watch um, their, the final, both of their final performances last night, including um, a triple-double from Dwayne Wade last night in his last game. But, Joey, how do these two massive exits affect the NBA um, in, the, in the long term? This is sad for me. This is really sad for me. I would me. definitely agree. And the reason why is, I mean, it's cool, and they both finished us off, finished off their careers really, really well, um, especially Dwayne Wade. His final performance at home, he drained some three awesome uh, three-point shots that were cool, and then, you know, he – he called his shot uh, talking to LeBron um, before the game last night and then got the triple-double. And, you know, that was all fun to watch. But, I mean, in the end, it makes me sad because I feel like these two players were, I mean, of course I have an emotional connection um, to both of them, Dwayne Wade obviously being Chicago. a Chicago native. I mean, you know, Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, you know, has has had his finals presence. Um, he beat he beat that super team in the Miami Heat to win a title, so that was that was a big thing. Um, you know, heavy heavy you know icon icon and um, uh, legend in the eyes of Mo Wagner, who by the way is also now on the Lakers trying to figure that out. But you know, Michigan Michigan grad who I still follow. So I mean, these guys have connections to me at least personally. But the reason why I think it's the most sad is because. I think that they represented the last era of the NBA that at least I liked or I thought was good, um, where there were these there were these play, these star players on these different teams um, that weren't all that flashy, yeah, and that you know held the ground in those places and evened out the league to make some really really exciting basketball happen. I mean, the Mavericks were not a super team the year that they won the title. I mean, you know, they, that just shows they, how they, great they took on a super team. And by the way. Uh, you know, Dwayne Wade, on the other hand, I mean, he was there before LeBron, you know, took his talents his first, there. And his first title, yeah, he got there without LeBron, so. Right, I mean, yeah. so I, I think that they represent that that fun era of the 2000s uh, when the NBA was still fun to watch, at least for me, and I remember actually enjoying at least some NBA basketball. Um, part of the reason why, I, I mean, I don't love the NBA as much um, is because of the buildup of super teams. I mean, it's also because I didn't watch them as much. Um, just always because they've been always been overshadowed by hockey in my life. But this was significantly more fun to my memory. And so it's just kind of sad to see these two players leave. And, I mean, it just shows that there's a transition of an era. I think actually, you know, even though they're a ba- they're kind of leaving us and they're all the main star players um, in the league right now are, are, you know, on these kind of super teams and are kind of choosing where they want to go, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um you know, there's still there's actually a transition happening away from that with a lot of young players coming in. So yeah. you know, while right now it's kind of not great, um, and you know the NBA playoffs, I'm not really that excited for them. I mean, it's going to be a weird, weird year. Um, you know, hopefully a transition 
completes itself pretty soon and these young players kind of take over and maybe create a new era of the NBA that was somewhat reminiscent of those times when Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade were doing so well. Yeah, I think now the most exciting part of the NBA season, I guess, is more the offseason, I guess. It's just all the shuffle, Right, all the drama, all the... team, the super teams um, assemble, I guess, in that time of the year. But yeah, it just shows that Dwayne Wade and, and Dirk, I mean, those are just two guys that just the connection they built with with the fan with their home fan base. That's the and, other thing too. Just to watch base, that happen, yeah. that was so cool. Yeah, and all week. fan bases like the respect that uh, Dwayne got in in Brooklyn last night, and just the standing ovation he got when he checked out for the last time, and then the same with with Dirk when he's on the road and for the last time. And those are just two guys that are really going to be missed in the NBA, and you really you can't replace any of those two guys in, in the future. And it'll be interesting to see how those two teams, those two, I guess there's two younger teams now, I guess especially the Mavs. Definitely have some talent with, with Luca. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, because it, it really is a huge him. new era for them now. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't even mention that. That's a big and, That's and, a big thing. Yeah, and the Heat, not so much, I guess. Um, they're going to need to – I mean, I guess right now they don't really have a guy that can – like like Luca, a talented guy like him to pass the torch to. But definitely it's going to be hard for both teams still just to, I mean, make up, I guess, for what, what they're losing. I mean, of course, Dirk's not the same player he was like in, the, in his championship year against when they beat the Heat that year. But, I mean, still definitely – Kind of, I guess, ticket sales. Like I said, he that he brought every night, and this, and just the person that he is, the character that he has, that that attracts so many people to come to the arena. It's going to be hard just to not have him there. Yeah, like that's for, for Kobe, sure. I guess when he retired in in L.A. And of course, it's been it's been a struggle for them, even with LeBron, I guess to yeah, I mean get back on track. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, um, I was going to say something else, but I totally forgot. So. <laughs> I guess we'll move on here. All right. Um, so the last one here, while the quest for the cup is underway, as I said at the top of the show, and that's super exciting, uh, the other big NHL news was that the NHL draft lottery took place Tuesday night. Um, the Devils got the first pick again, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did. Um, the Red Wings dropped pretty low. But the big news around here is that despite a mere 8% chance, um, the Chicago Blackhawks stole the third overall pick. They're, they're, they had an 8% chance of cracking the top three. And they did it. Um, so, Michael, did uh, general manager Stan Bowman just strike gold for winning back Hawks fans? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bowman, I saw that he's he was absolutely stunned when the Hawks oh, got he that. Oh, he was so – I mean, I mean, I would be amazed. He, I mean, at least in his eyes, I feel like, you know, his job is – Yeah, that's a lot. It's going to be a lot I mean, easier. It's going to be a lot easier for him. Especially, yeah, yeah this, the earlier you get, I guess, the easier it gets. Or, yeah, I guess the easier it gets for Bowman and, of course, the – um, New Jersey as well as they already got their pick. That 17-year-old phenom, uh, I forgot his first name, but Hughes' last name I believe is. I'm not sure his name. On I saw somewhere that he's definitely the unanimous pick that they're already going to take him uh, for, for New Jersey. But I forgot his – I'm just blanking on his name. But the Hawks definitely – yeah, this is a game changer for them. And it's going to be it's gonna be exciting, I guess, for the Hawks. I mean, for the rebuild, of course, um, that we were talking about that they probably should have started a little earlier. But this just definitely jumpstarts that whole, that whole rebuild. And they could, I mean, what do you think this like, kind of changes their rebuild plans? I mean, I guess because they still have, of course, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, and they still definitely have some good hockey left. But I just think, what do you think, Joey? Like, does this change? I mean, you're more of the kind of hockey guy like that knows more about the Hawks than I do, definitely. I mean, I but think do you that think this kind of changes, like, what, where, they, what they, direction they go? Or? They got to build. They just they, they have to build something new here. I, I, I was hoping that they could you know, fully embrace the tank. But, hey, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter at this point because they got the third pick. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and the Red Wings this did. might change they, the direction. And they got, they got a super low pick, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, they just have to 
take as much advantage of this as possible. I mean, the Blackhawks do a better job than ever, than ever, you know, scouting. They have their presence. So, I mean, they need to get some new young talent, maybe make some big moves for a trade here. But, I mean, Stan Bowman has been gifted something pretty big here that he wasn't supposed to get mm-hmm. in what was already going to be a very, very active offseason. So this should be a huge help and should make what he proclaimed to be a very active offseason yeah. even more even more active. So... Hopefully this is an exciting kind of uh, period here in the summer uh, for Hawks fans once we get back into hockey in Chicago in October. So yeah, that yeah that, Jack that's Hughes' name is for. Jack Hughes. Yeah, the, the well, the yeah, player, Jack yeah. Hughes is the, the guy Jack Hughes is the big name. Yeah. I mean, I I know his I know his brother Quinn, who's now signed with the Vancouver Canucks, by the way. But you know, uh, Michigan hockey player. From then, I pretty much learned that the Hughes family as a whole is is the new first family of hockey. I mean right. that that is that that is like you know pure like American family kind of, yeah. family dynasty in the making. I yeah. mean, so you know Jack Hughes is obviously the younger brother um, who is now you know available to be drafted, and basically every single team is looking at him. So we'll see what happens. I doubt the Hawks will get him because he'll probably get number one overall, or yeah. number two, something like that. I mean, you know, and he deserves to. He's an amazing hockey player, and so is his brother. Um, but you know, I, I mean, there's some great young hockey talent in general. Jack Hughes is just representative of that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the Hawks either got to use that or make some big moves here. But I mean, either way, you know, they just get they got to be as active as possible and showing with as much intention as possible that they're going to make a change. Yeah, you know more than I do, I guess for. The hockey talent, I guess, but definitely, yeah. You just can, as an outsider, I guess, not following the NHL as much as you do, but you can just see the talent each year just keeps getting better and better. It just gets better. The game gets faster. It's it's crazy. The I mean, speed you know, now. The guys, have, every guy that seems coming out of the draft is just. You'd probably be better than some of the, some of these guys like ten years ago that were drafted that don't even like they're like a low first rounder and they were taken right. I mean, first. you know, hockey's hockey's really really fun with drafting with the, with the with the way that drafting works, and I I would just. Imagine if other sports work this way. I don't think that they should necessarily. It's not like other things in hockey where like I wish more sports would do this, but um, I think that this is something that's unique to hockey. That's kind of cool. But I mean, the players are drafted at a very young age, um, like you know, you know, at least pretty early in their college careers, right? Or they're with a development program either way. But you know, they're already drafted to a team before they sign with the team. So basically, yeah. you know where they're going before they leave their school which is something really really unique you don't see that in basketball or football obviously so it's kind of something cool to see because you can already see some future hawks who are playing college hockey i mean obviously the season's over at this point but um well you know season's coming to an end at this point so you know that's not that's not really an option right now but i mean that's kind of the fun thing about the hockey system so i mean just looking at all those players i mean you know even i mean um, my cousin's playing for Michigan State right now, so I, I know young hockey right now pretty well. And just looking around, I mean, the talent is crazy. Yeah. And you know, Jack Hughes is just kind of the face of that right now. But there's just so, so many, many players, others, yeah. so many players behind him. So it's going to be a fun draft this year, um, along with the playoffs, of course. Still, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, exciting al- along with the playoffs. I mean, you know, the the draft this year. Um, last year it was in Chicago, which was a lot of fun. If any of you guys went down there, that was that was the best. Um, but um this year uh even though it's not going to be here um it's going to be a good one considering all the players so yeah that's our uh news this week and we're going to move on to let's sit down 
um, this week with John Terosian, and we did kind of hint at it, but you can just figure out what's going, what it's going to be about by just listening to the music right here. So uh, take a listen to Let's Sit Down This Week. All right. Hello, friends, and uh, welcome to uh, our Let's Sit Down segment this week. Um, we're, there's obviously a lot of uh, big sporting events coming up this week, but um, the one that we have not addressed on the show yet is, well, a tradition unlike any other. Um, it's the Masters starting um, Thursday through Sunday, of course, this week, and we have um, the preview writer off of the Four Scout who's going to be writing uh, the Masters preview this week, John Trozian. Uh, with us uh, to preview the Masters. So, John, thanks for being on Sportscast this week. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah, so this this should be fun. Um, like, like a lot of um, sporting events this week, um, the Masters is pretty wide open, and there's a lot of potential contenders. So, um, anyway, let's get right into it. Um, so, I guess we could start with, I, you know, the Masters is kind of, I guess, a special sporting event, and, you know... Um, being a golfer, I guess, what what are your kind of personal connections with uh, the Masters as an experience watching the Masters over the years? Uh, it's definitely a course, you know, you can get to know. You know, they come back there every year. Um, you know, you get to know a lot of the holes, um, some of the famous moments over there, you know, Jordan Spieth putting it in the water. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and another thing is just it's in such great condition every year. And I think actually this year the weather is a little bit questionable. Um, yeah, that that will definitely be interesting. I did take a look at that. So I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out. But otherwise, it's always just beautiful at Augusta National, um, which is interesting because the town around it is nothing too special. So you kind of – I haven't right. been there, but from what I've heard, you get on the course and it's just kind of – it's like a little bright spot in the middle of just kind of a run-down little town. Um, right. I, th- I, th- I think it's just – my favorite part about the Masters is the timing, and I think it's just it comes at the most perfect time of the year where – we may have gotten a glimpse of spring, and this week we did. It, it was kind of nice and warm yesterday. We're recording this on uh, uh, Wednesday. But, um, I mean, you, you go and you watch the Masters, and we haven't really experienced spring yet, but you can see that it's beautiful down there, and, you know, you're just kind of getting ready for spring to come, and it's, you know, the, the start of a new season. And it's, you know, it's, it's probably one of my favorite things to do to just um, relax and avoid caring about anything else and just – sit back and watch them golf so um absolutely yeah with that i think we should just uh get right into the actual golf itself and um of course to uh keep people listening here we had to bring him up um tiger woods of course coming back to the masters um i mean you know he's had his drop off for for the last you know several years and then over the last couple years or so he's kind of started to bounce back so uh what are your expectations for tiger just to get started here um yeah, I mean, I th- I don't think anyone would be complaining if Tiger um, obviously wanted or if, or if he was up high on the leaderboard. But um, I don't know. I, he's not my guy this year. I'm not really expecting uh, like a top ten finish from him or anything. I mean, I I love Tiger, but um, you know, I think uh, you know I'll get into some of my other guys later. But I've got a, a bunch of young guys. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of young guys. There's a bunch of young guys who have at a the right here. time now. Um, yeah, but again, I mean, if Tiger wins, I right. think everyone would be pretty pretty thrilled. Well, I mean, I think if, yeah. if Tiger does win, I think I've been I've been waiting for him to win some type of major if he's ever going to, because that would be just the greatest way to just end his career right there. 
So okay. if that were to yeah. happen, that would definitely be cool. I agree with you. I don't really think it's going to happen. I think we're probably going to see what we've been seeing with with him um, like last year where he was in the running, in the race for sure. Uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, making the cut probably, but um, fading off toward the toward the end and, that, and you know, on Sunday. Um, not being as much of a factor in some of these young golfers kind of taking center stage. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, but, yeah, since we're talking about those young golfers, I guess, um, I, I mean, the, the big thing here is there's just there's just so many potential contenders. I mean, for me, I mean, Rory, Rory McIlroy is, of course, the favorite going in, um, you know, at least at least as far as what people are picking. Rankings-wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, he he won the players, which, you know, we talked about um, before. It was kind of at a weird time this year, being so early. But, um, yeah, he got that – he got that player's championship victory, and so he's coming into Augusta with, um, I guess, something to prove in that he can win another one. I think it would kind of, I guess it would hint at a potential new era of, of Rory McIlroy if, if he ends up doing that. But um, there's obviously lots of other uh, younger players who probably who probably have um, some good chances here. I mean, you know. Patrick Reed's going to be trying to defend his title, which I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's going to work out as well. But um, you know, I mean, you you have you have Dustin Johnson in there again. Um, Justin Rose has been up there in in consideration. Uh, but yeah, younger golfers like you know Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, those guys, um, you know, they are looking good. So who are your contenders really that you're looking at? Okay, uh, well, a couple of my younger guys. I'm not even sure if you've heard of them. Um, the one guy is Corey Connors. He won last week. He's a Canadian golfer. Um, I have not heard of him, but he yeah. d- he does sound he does sound. But he won the uh, whatever the TPC San Antonio tournament was last week. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's peaking at the right time. Another guy I like um, shout out Danny Fisher's Patrick Cantley. Mm-hmm. Um, another young guy. He's ranked really high this year. Actually, he's got to be top twenty or close to top twenty. Um, and I don't know. I think he's only won once or something. But I, I could definitely see him. Um, Probably not winning, but getting up uh, pretty high on the leaderboard. And then my final guy, this is kind of my my main pick, is Cameron Smith. I really like okay. Cameron Smith. Um, he did well last year, tied for fifth. Um, he's only 25 years old. He did, he's an Australian golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's number 28 right now as is far he re- as rankings wow. go. Yeah. I, I didn't realize he was that high. But, yeah. Um, yeah so just I think breaking Cameron in the top Smith, 30. I, I think he's uh, he's definitely a, a viable pick this year. You know, he's – Definitely an underdog of some sort, um, even though he is ranked 20. I didn't realize that. So yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, actually none of these guys are not super high, but I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like that's around. That's around I mean, the sweet as far spot, as rankings, you know? why that's that's, that's that's the sweet spot for Masters Definitely, champions. Yeah. I feel like it's not. It's very very rarely the favorite unless we see like this crazy dominant performance with like I don't know Jordan Spieth a couple years back, obviously. Um, you know, things like that, that's when you typically see the favorites, but otherwise I feel like it's kind of middle of the road. So I would say that that's probably a decent pick. Okay. And then two final guys, um, kind of going with experience here. Uh, Paul Casey is the one guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be top 20. He's number 11. Number the 11. Englishman. Okay. Yep. Um, he got 15th, tied for 15th last year. And, um, couple years before that he tied for fourth in the masters okay and also yep. he I, I kind of remember that actually yeah what did he win he won some tournament the valspar championship he won that like three weeks ago yeah that was recently i feel like i had that on for a bit but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, Paul Casey, I think he's definitely overlooked a lot of the time. He's got a great-looking swing. Um, he's older than I thought. He's 41 years old, but English golfer, um, I think he's he's definitely uh, looking to get in there. Um, top five, even, I'd say, for him. And another one, uh, Jay Day, I would say. He was um, another one of my main picks this year. I think he's due for something. You know, a lot of these other guys I'm talking about, they've sort of won last couple tournaments or um, – finished high but jay day hasn't done anything lately and yeah that's true he's still, it's been a while he's still ranked high in the leaderboard he's 14 right now yeah um golf ranking so um jason day his best finish in the masters was tied for second uh, all the way back in 2011 so that was, yeah that it's was eight it's years definitely ago been a while since we've seen his yeah. name do anything huge so um it would be interesting to see that come back i guess i don't know this year um i would definitely say overall um, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's a mix of these kind of exper- more experienced, I guess, and, and the game's getting so young, it's kind of funny, but I mean, more experienced players mixed in with a lot of just young, young guys that people haven't heard of yet. It's kind of a transition, um, kind of period right now in golf. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see, um, who comes out on top and wins the green jacket this year. But um, as far as general, I mean, obviously those are your contenders, but uh, do you have any expectations for what's going to happen over these next four days as far as just... Good question. Just, um, yeah, things to expect. Things to expect. Well, last year, Patrick Reed won um, going 15 under right. throughout four days. I'm going to guess that it's going to be um, not quite as good as that this year. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, especially considering the weather. Yeah, yeah the weather's that's, tough. That's, that's where I was leaning um, toward. Yeah, I would guess maybe 12 under uh, 10 under even I mean I mean it, it's tough to make birdies in conditions like that um, especially at Augusta with the nerves and everything um, it's just it really is tradition unlike any other you know yeah I mean and I guess some of these younger guys they, they might be able to find success at some of these TPC courses or something like that but um, if they've never even been to the Masters that's I, I don't know if Connors might have been there once or something maybe not even because he's, he's young Cameron Smith obviously last couple of years but um, some of these young guys, other than Ricky Fowler and some of those guys who mm-hmm. have experience, some of the younger guys, I think they're really going to have some trouble this year just because um, it is Augusta National and there are tough conditions. Right. It's it's always an interesting tournament going in as far as, as you said at the top of the show, it's there every year. So there's there's that. It's It's prestigious. That brings the nerves. And then on the flip side, you know, there's the experience that, you know, people there, people have their – you know, caddies have their, you know, Augusta book that they always go to. They, you know, golf fans even can pretty much, um, can pretty much like, you know, go over, um, the course in detail from memory. And so, you know, there, there's kind of a mix of that and that always brings interesting scores. So under good conditions, the scores I feel like have gotten increasingly lower, but we're definitely not seeing that this week. So mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, considering that, and I definitely agree with you, it's probably going to end up going higher. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, expectations—it's um, a good question. Uh, I will say, in terms of uh, some of last year's finishers, I don't think Patrick Reed's going to do much this year. Yeah, I said that earlier. I definitely yeah. agree. I mean, it, it's it's really tough to go two years in a row, but even top ten two years in a row is pretty tough. Um, same thing with Spieth. Spieth is kind of uh, – he's been having some trouble lately. And he, I didn't even realize he got third last year, which is really impressive because like three years before that he won it. The year before that he probably got like fifth or something. Um, 
So yeah, I bet you Spieth and and Patrick Reed, you're not going to see too high on the leaderboard. Yeah, I mean that's unfortunate. Um, Jordan Spieth is one of my favorite golfers, but you're right; okay. he hasn't had that great of a year this year. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. I'll definitely be rooting for him as usual, of course. But I I, I doubt anything. Um, I'm not expecting anything major out of right. out of this year's Masters. I feel like when he performs well, it's when he's pretty heavily favored, and that's definitely not happening this year. So, mm-hmm. yep. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, anyways, the Masters, um, as usual, getting started on Thursday through Sunday, like any other golf tournament, of course. Um, Thursday, Friday. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the usual Thursday, Friday on ESPN, Saturday, Sunday on CBS. Um, and, yeah, so. Uh, I will say uh, one more thing, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. No, um, no problem. Looking at some of the pairings for tomorrow, I think a couple tee times to keep in mind, you know, if you're looking to watch. I don't know how they're going to do the coverage, but. Coverage um, is always interesting. Yeah. I love it, but some people don't. So, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, they do f- featured groups sometimes. They, right. they stay on the whole there's, sometimes. There's always, the, there's always the online things yeah. that, you can do, that you can do, and you can look at pairings. So a couple groups to look out for, I'd say the 138 tee time is looking really good. Um, Jason Day, we mentioned. Um, Dustin Johnson is always always does well at these tournaments. And then mm-hmm. Bryson DeChambeau, who I, I don't even know – what he did at the Masters last couple of years. He's, yeah, he's, he's been talked about a lot. I'm, look out for, yeah. I'm kind of waiting to see when he really makes his um, big mark in the majors, you know, specifically, I guess, with the Masters uh, mm-hmm. this week. And then uh, another another uh, impressive group is 9.58 a.m. Uh, Finau's in there, who we didn't mention, but yeah. everyone loves Finau, so it would be awesome they do. if he won. They and do. He's another, he's another one on there. Sergio's in there and Henrik Stenson, who are two other guys we didn't mention. Sergio... Doubtfully, he's going to do much. But Henrik Stenson's a really good player. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Sergio, obviously, as you said, probably not going to do much. But, of mm-hmm. course, he is an interesting story considering um, considering his performances in the last couple of years here. So um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see what he does in 2019. Yeah, but yeah. definitely. Um, anyway, I mean, I think that's it. Do you have anything else to mention? No, that should do it. I feel like, yeah, if we went through uh, a lot of the favorites. Um, hopefully we covered everyone who's going to be – yeah, we'll see what for, happens. For Sunday, for all we know, some somebody um, who we some did. It yeah. could be some random guy, and that's just that's just the beauty of this tournament. Is you know, it anybody else can really um, come out as a superstar of the week. So anyway, yeah, uh, definitely uh, watch some golf this week. It's fun. Um, the you know first major tournament of the year. Um, it's always it's always the best. So John, thanks for being on the show. This was awesome. Um, and yeah, we'll see how things. Well, yeah. All right, thanks for having me, Joey. Yeah. Awesome. All right, welcome back. Uh, Just Wait Till Next Week is up now. And, yeah, we hope you enjoyed that uh, segment with John. Uh, you know, it was, it was fun talking with him about uh, the Masters. Actually, I, I misspoke. Just Wait Till ne- the Next Week is not coming up. Actually, coming up next is your scouting let's not forget yep yeah so national championship game um of course happened. oh shoot yeah, i skipped two segments ahead geez okay yeah so actually yeah we, uh, we'll, there we go. we'll try number three let's see <laughs> this will work coming up next is they don't scout there like this go. there you go there it is. yep so yeah the national championship game on monday of course um we saw virginia um victorious over texas tech a great game uh huge a lot of respect for both coaches it just it was a great performance for both of them to reach that game and of course tony bennett to after losing to his 16 just to recover his, himself and his team to then become the champion the, 
the very next season. That's just that, that's a great story, and I hope there's like a thirty for thirty or something like on that whole journey for them one day. But there will be eventually. Definitely will 30 be. For 30 yeah, those are best. just phenomenal. But so yeah. much fun. So I wanted to make sure though before I forget, Carson Ward. Congratulations to him. Yeah. And winner of the TFS bracket challenge. I mean, hey, it's kind of fun to get um, a sports scouts listener to come out on top. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, so congratulations yeah. to him. Yeah. Forgetting that. Um, I think there's a gift card along with that. So. Yeah. So basically, Carson, uh, shout out to you. You're gonna have to come. Um, you're gonna have to come right down to uh, the uh, journalism room up on the third floor, uh, room 356, um, and try to do that um, tomorrow, Friday. This will be out. This will be out later today. So um, definitely come down there, and you'll get your gift card. Um, we'll take your picture, and we'll make sure we get you up on the site. Um, at least somewhere to congratulate you for that. But, yeah, so congrats, Carson, on that. I mean, I know he picked um, Texas Tech in the final as a joke, and then it ended yeah. up working out. He forgot to switch it back, so that yeah. was kind of cool. Um, but, yeah. Seems like it always happens in March Madness. I mean, pick who, you don't think that's ever going to that, happen. That's why we had everybody on the show because never know. you never know what's going to happen. It doesn't matter how much you know about basketball. I mean, you know, I mean, it, yeah, I, it's 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 – crazy what happens it's called march madness for a reason and then you know he picks texas tech in the final without any of his actual basketball knowledge being a factor and it happens so i mean you know that 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 just happens around this time of year and so that's why you know i mean if 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 you're anybody fill out a bracket who knows the less you know the better i think right actually i think that knowing knowing more might actually cause you to overthink or maybe pick too chalky. You yeah. just don't know what's going to happen. And, in, you know, in the end, it turns out to be pretty random. So congrats, Carson, on winning the TFS Bracket Challenge. And then as far as sports scouts, we'll look at the sports scout standings real quick um, now that it's all over. But uh, Brennan Marzella, um, out of all our guests, came out on top. Um, the only guy other than me to pick Virginia to win, I finished second. Um, congrats, Brennan. Um, there are no prizes, just bragging rights, just no. Um, you you were number one on Sports Scouts. We might get you on the show later, um, to talk sports. I mean, I know he's he's a fellow Tigers fan. If we want if we want to get off the conversation about the Cubs, which we'll have to talk about later, oh yeah, then um, he can definitely be on Probably the show in the columns. future potentially. You know, I mean, or you know, always call in. Make sure uh, we'll get to that later. I, I mean, you know, I screwed up and I said we were gonna get to that, but yeah, we're gonna get to that later. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, so congrats, Brandon, on winning. Sports scouts here. I guess we'll just go down the list. On uh, I was in second. Will Davis in third. Uh, Mark Smirnov in fourth. Michael, you were fifth. I think I had um, UNC, right? Yes, so you that, had UNC that winning. So that, that kind of screwed it up for you. Um, Bill Avery uh, in six. Seaboy uh, was in seven. Uh, Raj was number eight. Uh, Mr. Homer number nine. So pretty good for a guy who does not know anything <laughs> about basketball. Like I said, I mean, you know, it's yeah. it's pretty random. And then um, Carson's sports scouts bracket finished tenth. Um, even though he won the TFS bracket challenge, so there's that. Uh, Shaw finished 11th, so that was kind of rush, uh, rough for him. Uh, and then, of course, Peter's finishing last in 12th place because he St. had Mary's. such an awful first round. Yeah, and primarily all, I because think in of his that. Final four? Did he have him all the way there? I yeah, think he had, somewhere far. He had he had a he had a St. Mary's national championship. I oh, he had a say? national championship. Wow. Okay. Uh, kind of, let's look at it. So his final last. four was LSU. <laughs> Wait no, hold on. That actually wasn't his final four. His final four was Duke, didn't happen. Okay. Gonzaga did not happen. St. Mary's did not happen, and Seton Hall did not happen. Okay. So the left side, I guess, was kind of yeah. And his final was Gonzaga, St. Mary's. So that that kind of did not work out for him. So yeah, the, there's, that there's right that. side of the bracket, the Seton Hall and the Saint yeah, Mary's he had that crazy. That he had that crazy right happen, side of the bracket. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it would have happened, I mean, he would have been a 
It would have been like the best of all of, well, of any mean, bracket. That you know, part have. of strategy is you got to pick what people aren't picking. So I mean, you know, every win that that he picked would have probably favored him over everybody else, yeah. and he would have made a jump up the standings. So yeah, honestly, I yeah, mean, he would he probably would have won the any kind of bracket league he was in. I guess if, yeah, if, if that actually happened, won, yeah. Of course, it was kind of a long shot. Like, like was, any of these picks, it but. was a long shot. But what do you expect out of him? You yeah. know his calls as usual on this show. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so just kind of getting into the actual actual basketball. I mean, this national championship game, uh, Virginia coming out on top. They they finally won their national championship. Of course, the big story, obviously. I mean, I said it was going to be a big story when I picked them to win. But I mean, you know, they lose to a 16 seed last year. This year, come out win a national championship. So that's pretty big. Um, you know, congrats to them. It was a fun game. Yeah, that was a great game. I I was thinking, yeah, it's gonna be a defensive battle the whole way. But it, Kyle Guy, DeAndre Hunter, um, and then Matt Mooney, of course, on the guy from Wakanda, Illinois, on Texas Tech. He's he Wakanda had, forever. He had a great game there at down the stretch. Um, of course, he I think he missed one three, but that thing the game was kind of out of reach almost at that point. But he definitely hit a couple. He definitely hit some big shots throughout the whole tournament. And yeah. I think he made one. I think I'm forgetting now if it was in overtime or if it was in the end of the fourth quarter. He tied the game up with a three or gave the, gave his team like a two point lead or something like that. He had a big three no matter what, no matter what it was. But definitely, yeah, without him, Texas Tech would not have probably made the game that they were in. So definitely, yeah, yeah. I mean, exciting, exciting game from both sides. And you know, just looking at everything in review, I mean, exciting March Madness season. Oh, I don't, totally. I don't remember that many blowouts. I mean, there was there every was game was many. competitive. I mean, the Michigan game that there was that. Um, you know, a couple first rounders, but like most of the first rounders that were blowouts were predictable blowouts. Yeah. It wasn't like like the sixteen, like I guess. some disappointing like and even the sixteen. They were kind matchup. of decent games too. And like they, were, they were kind of decent. I half. mean, Bradley ha- like, was hanging yeah. with her on Michigan State, so there was that. I mean, you know, I thought you know peop- some people didn't like it, and I think the reason why they didn't like it is because that's that's kind of coming from the NBA fan perspective, and they want you know they see want, the Zions. they want to see like the Zions of the world. They want to see the superstars of the world. But you know, in the end, these defensive teams came off and proved that defense wins championships. Yeah. That's 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 a second sport here behind the NFL that's done that. So, I mean, from my perspective as a guy who loves watching teams, it's super exciting. I get why some people are upset about it, but I thought yeah. it was a great year for college basketball. Yeah, another game, I guess, we're talking about upsets or uh, blowouts. Um, of course, Murray State over Marquette. That was another blowout. That was a blowout, but it was an upset. So Which I mean, was an upset. Yeah, yeah that was so. There's yeah. that. So yeah, you're talking about NBA talent. Yeah, definitely, Ja and uh, Zion and all those guys. Definitely, it's going to be an exciting draft. Barrett, whatever, what, what, whatever um, player. I mean, guys like DeAndre Hunter too. Those guys that improved their draft stock. Um, definitely, it's going to be an exciting time for the NBA draft too. Like, there's just a lot of there's a lot of good a lot of great, coming great out. stuff going on right now. So yeah, definitely, yeah, it's going to be exciting for the Bulls. I guess, of course, with the season wrapping up last night, they're you know they're going to they're going to be high up on the list. Um, they're going to hopefully they can get somewhere. And I just pray for the top three. But I just pray that they you, could you come, never know. become in any way exciting. I mean, at least one Chicago team can. I mean, we've been spoiled over the last couple of years here. Yeah. But if if one can, Chicago team could just get exciting and they have the opportunities to either you know the Cubs got to make some bullpen changes. Um, you know, Hawks doing something in the offseason, Bulls doing something in the offseason. I mean, hey, at least we got the Bears, right? Yeah, but, Bears. I mean, I, you know, it's it's kind of a little bit of a rough period here. So, hopefully it does get better. But, yeah, that's kind of our college b- basketball season in review, kind of putting a close um, on the big, the big two of the college sports season. So, yeah, definitely saying goodbye to that. And we're going to actually now move on to your scouting. 
All right, for your scouting, as usual, make sure to send in your questions for next week, 224-544-9330. As always, um, the number is open for you guys. It's not just Peter's and uh, Carson. Um, it's it's everybody. So make sure you call in. Um, you'll hear my voice, and then you can leave your message, leave your question for us. Uh, we'll take pretty much any question that's about um, national sports. So let's get right into it with uh, our first call. Always says that. And for me, this is kind of hard to understand because I'm a diehard Auburn fan or Eagle. Um, how is it to be a Michigan fan when you just time after time get humiliated, not only in football when you lose to your rival every single year, but now you've got humiliated twice in a, two years in a row in that TA tournament after getting demolished by Villanova last year in tournament and then just getting humiliated by Texas Tech this year? How is it to be a Michigan fan? Like, how? I don't understand how you're able to bear with such awful playing in crunch time. And is Jim Harbaugh, or sorry, is John Beeline the Jim Harbaugh of basketball just unable to win when it matters most against his rivals? Let me know your thoughts. Okay, so uh, this question is, they've, they've tried to get this question on the show, so there you go. It's finally on the show. I'm going to address it. Um, so, yeah, Michigan fandom. Um, it's been kind of a rough period here. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Just to give you some perspective, to start off with basketball and just to get that out of the way real quick, uh, regardless of our jokes about it, Michigan in the end is a football school. So basketball has been always an added fun bonus and they've shown a lot of success lately. So we've been kind of blessed to see that happen. And um, in the past, you know, there's been kind of a rough era ever since uh, the Fab Five kind of crumbled. And, you know, it's been exciting to see John Beeline, who's you know, an absolute um, awesome coach and should be considered as, you know, one of the greatest college football coaches of all time not to win a national championship. Hopefully that changes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I first of all, I don't think he's uh, the Jim Harbaugh of college basketball. I mean, he, he doesn't um, – I don't think he falls in the big games. I think that, you know, Villanova was a better team last year, and that wasn't, you know, humiliation. I think that this year was a lot more close to a humiliation. I think yeah, that, you I know – I mean – it was a more predictable thing considering the things about the teams and you know there we've talked about the issues before but he wasn't really able to develop his players um in the offseason considering his uh, heart surgery so there was that um i think that you know john beeline's um a different animal right now but what connects both of them and you know by the way things are looking exciting for michigan football here um josh gaddis really is building up the offense to be um a fast offense um so that's that's getting excited, at least from what we're seeing. They're going to spread out. They're going to do some no huddles. So all the things I was talking about um, on It Matters Now, once sports got, got started about what Michigan football needs to do, seems to be happening. But just to answer the question here real quick, um, just a quick story. Um, one, of the, one of Jim Harbaugh's favorite stories to tell is when he was a player. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like you know his first year. Um, at Michigan his freshman year, and he's sitting down with, um, you know, legendary head coach, his head coach, Bo Schimbeckler, and he basically asks him, how good is this team going to be this year? And Bo says, um, you know, ask me that in, you know, ask me that in 30 years when you guys have graduated, when you guys have kids, when you guys um, have had this full experience, um, and, you know, how great men you guys are and then I'll tell you you know how great this team was and you know that just kind of displays it all I mean um 
Michigan Michigan athletics, I mean, started through football, was one of the first, um, you know, athletic, uh, athletic, you know, establishments in college sports that really developed into a program that was designed to do just that. And, you know, that's the thing. Um, so at Michigan, we run a program, and so that's always the top priority, so that's always happening. And I guess that's what um, keeps me there, even through the tough times, and, you know, hopefully those tough times are coming to an end. But, yeah, that's the answer to Peter's question right there, and we're going to move on to our next caller. Long-time caller, first-time listener. Also not true. <laughs> Okay, big question here. Michael, do you have the answer to this one? Well, the dogs haven't played a game yet, so we have to wait and see how they do. But if if the dogs start playing well and they are possibly have a winning record <laughs> after <laughs> May, I believe that I think they, I don't know how long their season is, but yeah, of they course, start May seventeenth. They start yeah. May seventeenth. I don't know when they play till, but until after May, we'll just say if they have a better record than the Cubs, who knows? Maybe we should have. The dogs replaced the Cubs on on the field at Wrigley Field, so yeah, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm Hopefully getting unreasonably excited to see some Chicago Ducks baseball this year <laughs> because the Cubs are getting yeah. really frustrating. Yeah. So I mean, and you know, of this course, their manager's the highlight of the team, but Chops and the the dogs, and he <laughs> yeah, seems to make sure. headlines, uh, throwing bases or taking bases, uh, third as all, base, chucking as all it minor to the fans. league managers should. So I mean, yeah. th- I think the the aspect of showing up to a game and getting your money's worth, which the ga- tickets aren't that much. I mean, I guess, hey, it's better than watching the Cubs get uh, blown out each and a cold night at Wrigley Field and um, just a mess of the bullpen right now. But I think to be to be more realistic, I guess the Cubs, if you want to address that now, I guess the Cubs, I think, I don't know, I'm just, Darvish, he had a, I'm, the stat line doesn't really match up. I think I kind of watched some of that game last night. I, I actually think that was probably one of his better starts as, as a Cub. Mm-hmm. Of course, there hasn't been many, but... Uh, zero walks last night. I think he still gave four runs though, not like five and a third. But I think definitely um, there is the home run. Of course, in the first inning wasn't pretty. Of course, on a cold night, but and also another one to Marte. But of course, that last inning when he con- when he gave up those last two runs or to his, f- his final run, he gave up five total, but uh, four were earned. But his the last two runs, I guess he gave up. Uh, one of them was on a check swing from from Francisco uh, Cervelli, and another one um, the guy reached on it the ball went off Darvish's leg and trickled up um past the pitcher's mound so definitely it was definitely you would it looks like in the box where in the box score it looks like it's a hard hit ball but those weren't hard hit at all and he definitely had a better outing than he's had in the past and not having any walks is definitely a good sign for you Darvish considering all the problems he's had with walks and crazy and everything like that but definitely yeah the bullpen still is still an issue but I don't know maybe they can I'm just I'm back just, to 500 at this point month, I'm just hoping Theo can just act swiftly here and I think he is I mean he said you know he's kind of taking responsibility for it openly and kind of openly responding to criticism which is always something I'm happy to see I don't like to see teams kind of blindly avoid um, the truth and it doesn't seem like the Cubs are doing that they're just they're they're taking a very very hard look at what they're doing and they're seeing you know we've screwed up how do we improve so I'm glad to see that and hopefully that happens here pretty soon so let's move on to our last call. Um, should be an interesting one. Hey, long time caller, first time listener. What do you think about the Tampa Bay Rays this year? 
That's it. That's pretty okay. normal. That's an odd question. Okay. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, first in the AL right now. Um, yeah. Decent team. I mean, I, I don't know them as well as my cousins probably do or down in Tampa Bay. I mean, obviously, um, in the Tampa Bay community, they have they have a bigger um, – uh, they have they have bigger fish to fry here with uh, the Lightning, um, you know, being the best team in the NHL right now, just you know breaking records like crazy. I mean, they did lose painfully to the Columbus Blue Jackets last night, but I mean, you know, they they've got some big hockey to root for. But I guess when it comes to baseball, they, they have um, some studs down there. They do. They're they're a decent team. So Especially I mean, pitchers definitely look out for them. They Tyler Glass now, who they got from, from the I think that was a steal for them. They traded away Quitch. Chris Archer to the Pirates to get one of their the Pirates' top prospects, Tyler Glass. Now it's a great move, and he's been. If you just look up like some of his nastiest pitches, it, it's oh my gosh, it's it's cra- the velocity he puts on the ball and the movement he gets from like a ninety-eight mile hour fastball is unbelievable. And he's definitely with um he's definitely going to be a, a top of the line starter, I think. And with with that long the long stride he can get and just how tall he is, and it's really he's. He's definitely going to be a great pitcher. You just can see that the build he has, and definitely the the com- he's working on his command, which which has been a, which was a problem for him in Pittsburgh. But if he can figure that out, like it looks like he has, then he's going to be a scary a scary guy to face definitely. And they still, of course, have Blake Snell, who was the AL Cy Young Award winner last year. Um, and yeah, they're ten to three right now. Beat the White Sox, Carson's White Sox last night or mm-hmm. yesterday, nine to one. But They're definitely also not doing well, man. It's a hard time. I know, for it's, it's a sports. hard time for Cubs, Cubs and Sox baseball right now. But the Rays, I the the Yankees haven't really played. Of course, they have some injuries. They haven't played up to the Yankees standard of last year. And same with the Red Sox after winning the World Series last year. The bullpen, kind of like the Cubs have been. The bullpen has been a struggle. The starting pitching has been a struggle, which is definitely kind of a, a similarity to the Cubs as possibly a, a wear down effect. Uh, going deep into the postseason and having guys just kind of gassed already, like Chris Sale has been horrible for the Sox or for the Red Sox. ZRA is over nine. He's over. He's zero three right now, um, in three starts. So definitely, definitely that this is a problem for the Red Sox. Like the Cubs, they are two very talented um, teams, but they definitely have hit a bump on the road early in the season and two talented offenses. But pitching has definitely been a problem for both of them. And they're going to need to figure that out very soon. Otherwise, both both fan bases are going to be very disappointed after having so much so much to cheer about these last couple of years for both teams. Yeah, for sure. It'd be interesting to see the Rays do well this year. I feel like they're kind of underappreciated a lot of the time, um, locally and nationally. Even, I mean, you know, I just I, I the the idea. I mean, I haven't been myself, but even just watching on TV, the idea of what Tropicana Field is is not that great. Um, stadium, so though, hopefully, so. hopefully they yeah they're. They're moving. They're moving. You know, they've been hinting at that for such a long time. Finally, so it's, gr- it's good to see that they're it's, finally. Gonna it's good to see that that's finally happening. Move to a place close to the city center, and you know, a yeah. ballpark that's actually nice. So there's that. An um, actual, an actual turf. <laughs> yeah, just Which and not, not like having up, weird yeah. rules about you know what happens when a ball hits the catwalk on yeah. the top. So I mean, yeah, there's that. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, your scouting this week. As always, send your calls two two four five four four nine three thirty. And we're going to move on to Just Wait Till Next Week. And uh, Just Wait Till Next Week here, uh, my Just Wait Till Next Week is uh, we're going to talk about some more exciting hockey. Can't wait for that. Um, More extensively, I mean, I did a little bit of stuff about the playoff, but we'll get more in-depth in the future. Um, Hopefully we'll talk about some fun results out of Augusta with the Masters this week. 
Um, and uh, my pick is going to be Brooks Kepka. I didn't mention it in the interview, but that's going to be my final pick. Uh, but as I said, I'm rooting to see Tiger win, put some finality on his career so that we can um, you know, send him nicely into retirement, and then we can move into a beautiful new era of golf. So I'm hoping for that, but um, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, uh, putting my brain to it here. So uh, Brooks Kepka will wear the green jacket on Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to take Tiger. I mean, might as well. That'd be kind of <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, I guess it's it, kind it of a hot take. I, I think everybody's rooting for that. I mean, at least I don't think it's every golf happen, course in the country is rooting for that to happen to yeah, get some people Just one, one last hurrah for Tiger. That'd be, that'd be great for the golf world, I think. Just kind of for a, sure. Kind of a – Kind of like we saw, I guess, with the NBA, kind of a pass of the torch, I guess, to the next generation. But just yeah. go out with I one mean, final As a young stance, golfer, yeah. yeah. I mean, as a young golfer, I, I play – I mean, regardless of how much I like Tiger, regardless of how much we all like Tiger, I think that you know he has a severe impact on why all of the golfers in our generation play the game because as very, very young kids – he you was asked the them, guy. Who's your guy? Who's the guy you followed? Everyone probably would say Tiger Woods. Everybody would at least mention Tiger. And so, you know, U.S. golf has kind of seen a fallout since he hasn't been good. Now that he's kind of coming back, golf is kind of coming back with him. So to see him win would be just great for the game of golf. And it'd yeah. also be just a great way to end his career and show, I mean, at least in my opinion, just show that, like, One hey, major I can do it still. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, that would be cool. show the young guys he's still got someone left in the left in the tank. See, so, yeah, I'm hoping for that uh, to happen. I don't necessarily think it will, but I'm hoping for it, too. So. Yeah. We're yep. also going to talk. The draft is two weeks away. The it's NDA, coming. The, it's the NFL coming. draft, that is. Uh, two weeks away from yesterday, I believe. Uh, yeah, so yesterday. Um, yeah, yesterday was Wednesday. Of course, we're recording this on Thursday. So two weeks from, from Wednesday. But it's going to be – it's going to start – things are going to start to heat up. There's going to be a lot of smoke screens, I guess, from, from other organizations saying, we're really high in this guy, even though they're really not. I, that's kind of, right. a, that's kind of a fun time just to see the teams kind of – um, kind of to try and get other teams' heads, I guess, just kind of see where they're going, even though it might not be – the stuff The stuff you hear is most of it's not even true, but they just try to get in other teams' heads, which is kind of always a, a kind of a fun time, I guess, just to hear all the rumors, what's going on around the league, even though some of, most of it's not true, like I said. But it's definitely – things are going to heat up now. You're going to see a lot more of a – of a lot more mock drafts on, on the internet and all that – all the fun stuff. I mean, of course, the Bears don't have a pick until the third round but it's still going to be fun to see where Kyler Murray goes Nick Bosa all the all the top guys and just things are just going to heat up around their names and it's going to be yeah, fun it's, it's going to be fun it's going to be fun and you know we're going to get into a lot more of that in the coming weeks once it's really close here but yeah I mean we've been hitting at that for a long time yep. so it's finally going to be it's coming finally, here. yeah it's great so uh it's great to see you every year yeah so that's all we got today uh congrats for sticking through as always listening to this whole thing we appreciate it uh, subscribe to listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker, Pocket Cast, or Radio Public. I'm kind of waiting to see if we can get on Stitcher in the future here. I, I mean, I haven't um, gotten anything back here, but I'm, you know, we're basically everywhere where you know people listen to podcasts, especially considering we're on Apple, Spotify, and Google. So yep. there's, there's that, and um, of course, subscribe to watch on YouTube. We're back on YouTube with videos now, which is which is great and you know you can watch be kind of a fly on the wall for our podcast and watch um as you listen if you want um let's get some subscribers on youtube um we're 93 million um as always uh below t-series let's keep the independent creators alive let's start getting some subscribers guys we know you can do it we'll catch up to them pretty soon i'm pretty sure one day <laughs> one day <laughs> one day before the end of the year yeah before the end of the year let's, that's the goal 93 million subscribers before the end of the By year june i think 11th or something like that something so like we that have time we, we can two months we can good. um of course read the four scout a lot of good articles um as i said stanley cup playoffs preview with shaw that was a ton of fun to write so looking forward to that 
Uh, Grim Pearson has an article covering LeBron's legacy that came out yesterday. And uh, there's some final college basketball coverage. And uh, lastly, there's the uh, Record Store Day preview that I have coming out that I've collaborated with a bunch of people. So look out for that. It's my big article this week. I'm glad I was able to get back uh, to writing. So um, I, I look forward to um, seeing that get released finally. And um, definitely support your independent record stores on uh, Saturday, April thirteenth. So yeah, that's that's kind of what's going on right now. Do you do you have anything else to mention, Michael? Um, of course. I think Shaw will probably keep keep going with his. Yeah, follow him on Twitter. It's always follow him on Twitter. Ask him questions. Support his podcast. It's yeah, been it's, it's it's been pretty cool to see that get going. He's so. excited about that. The dugout it is. Yeah, and it just if you're interested in baseball at all, just follow his Twitter for for the high school team. And he does a great job. With yeah, updates I mean you guys and, know Shaw. He does an amazing yeah, job. So so definitely, yeah, he's always got some great some great material coming out for for baseball specifically but other stuff too yeah he's always he's always thinking of something new so definitely Shaw shout out to Shaw I guess yep so that's it for Sports Scouts um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week in the meantime we'll keep on scouting <laughs> <laughs>